0: Reading Baseball is a listener-supported service of WSIU Public Radio. Listener support is what makes this webcast possible.
1: I'm a big fan of Les Winkler's columns in the Southern, but one of my favorites this past baseball season was his bucket list piece on attending his first World Series game at Bush Stadium with his daughter and her husband. Les had a great time enjoying the pregame events until the PA announcer told Cardinals fans that Fox's live coverage of the World Series was about to begin and urged them to wave their rally towels to make an impression on the national audience. A newspaper guy, Les refused to pander to television and didn't twirl his towel. After I read his column, I asked Les if Cardinal fans had brought their rally towels to the game. I was disappointed when he told me that the towels were passed out as fans entered the ballpark. What appeared as a spontaneous moment at the World Series was actually a staged event. The first time fans waved rally towels was at a Pittsburgh Steelers home playoff game in 1975, but it was more the desperate idea of a popular Pittsburgh radio and television personality than a manufactured moment. Myron Cope was told by his bosses at the Steelers' flagship station that he needed to come up with a gimmick for the upcoming playoff game. Cope didn't like the idea, but he also knew his contract was up for renewal at the end of the football season. A working-class town... Pittsburgh was in the middle of a Rust Belt depression, so Cope tried to think of something that wouldn't cost much for Steeler fans. He figured that everyone owned a towel, so in his best Pittsburghese, he told fans he need to bring a yellow, gold, or black towel to the Steelers game. If they didn't own one, they should dye one. He promised that when fans waved their towels, terrible things would happen to the Steelers' opponents. When Cope arrived at the Three Rivers Stadium press box for the game, he saw no sign of towels among the fans. But when the Steelers came running out of the tunnel and onto the field, thousands of fans spontaneously began waving their makeshift towels. The Steelers won the playoff game, and the following week, Lynn Swann was twirling a terrible towel when he led the Steelers onto the field for the AFC Championship game. The Steelers went on to win the Super Bowl that season, and Myron Cope's terrible towel was on its way to becoming one of the most famous icons in professional sports. By the time the Steelers won their sixth Super Bowl in 2009, football fans in Pittsburgh and around the country had purchased thousands upon thousands of Terrible Towels and earned the now-not-so-desperate Myron Cope lots and lots of money. I know it's a bit outrageous to recommend the Steeler Terrible Towel as a Christmas gift for the Rams or Bears fan in your family, but the rest of the Terrible Towel story would warm even the Grinch's heart. When he was a teenager, Myron Cope's son Danny became a student resident at the Allegheny Valley School, a campus and home system in Pittsburgh devoted to the care of students with severe mental and physical disabilities. Myron Cope was so grateful for the care given to his son over the years that he eventually turned over all the profits from the terrible towel to the school. He also gave the contract for manufacturing the towels to a Wisconsin company that employs a large number of workers with severe disabilities. In A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens embodies the true spirit of Christmas in The Crippled Tiny Tim. This Christmas, with the purchase of a terrible towel, you can bring joy to hundreds of tiny tims at the Allegheny Valley School. As for the Scrooge and the Peterson family, I've accumulated so many terrible towels from past holidays that my wife Anita and I could pass them out at Christmas dinner and have each member of the Peterson family troll one at the blessing. I don't think Anita would let the Peterson bunch get away with a terrible towel blessing, So I'll just borrow a line from Tiny Tim and say, God bless us, everyone. This is Pete Peterson and his wife, Anita, wishing everyone the merriest of holidays.
0: To support Reading Baseball and WSIU's other online programs, please call 800-745-9748 or pledge online at WSIU.org.